Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Pure Hoops podcast most definitely does reflect the views of our management. Here's three-time NBA champ BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman. We are finally back. The NBA season is upon us. Eric Newman, BJ Armstrong, the Pure Hoops podcast. The season tips off in L.A. Tonight, the Battle of Los Angeles, take one between the Lakers and the Clippers. Before we get into that, though, BJ, how are you, my friend? How was the uh, the trip back to the alma mater this weekend? Nothing like being back in Iowa, the great state of Iowa, the university, the Hawkeyes. We got a win on homecoming weekend. I worked on my uh, Grand Marshall wave, and it was fabulous. It's always great to be back. Uh, you know, I consider that place home. So it was, it was great to be back in, in my home away from home uh, there in the great state of Iowa. So when do we get to see this footage of you waving in the parade? Because oh, it's out. We, it's, it's everywhere. Are you, are you kidding me? Where have you been over the weekend? It, it's it's everywhere. <laughs> We're going to need this footage. We're going to need it. Mike Lieber's on the hunt already. Bruce Bernstein <laughs> is on the hunt. We will, we will get the Grand Marshal footage. But, uh, you know, we, we were talking about this pre-show for all the activity, for all the news, for all the stuff that happened this offseason and all the drama that took place during the NBA Finals, I feel like we were just here. And, uh, you know, from June, June to October um, moves really quickly. Uh, but there's a, there's a certain feeling you have at the beginning of a new season. I, I know you're excited. Um, how much of this anticipation has just been, you know, there for you trying to get to this week and and now we're finally here well it is eric as you know mentioned um it's a year-round business now and you go straight from the nba finals to the draft and summer league and then usa basketball and here we are again but the excitement in the air for this year is the optimism in the air the parity that we have throughout the league there are not one or two franchises like we normally are accustomed to that really feel they have a serious chance to win the championship we have a number of teams in both conferences that feel really good and uh, we're going to discuss that here later in the show but there's a lot of optimism amongst teams and players and and executives who feel they have a legitimate chance to win the championship this year tuesday night tonight october 22nd the battle for la um it's a great thing to start the season with but obviously these two teams are just taking step one into figuring out who they are uh, so before we concentrate on some of these on-court things and get to some of these picks, what, what's the buildup been like uh, from your perspective in Los Angeles? Uh, Lakers, Clippers, all the star power. Um, are, are people now you know, 
beyond uh, i'm picturing just like you know a horse race and everyone's lined up at the starting line and everyone's just raring to go is this how the fan bases are feeling right now lakers and clippers well the the anticipation this year is unlike any year i can recall from the lakers and the clippers amazing energy and for the first time the clipper fans feel that they have a team that's legitimate and they can compete and they're not only looking to get in the playoffs these clipper fans they're looking to advance deep into the playoffs you know Kawhi leonard and paul george they have given them hope they've given them a team that they feel um, is worthy to say you know what we can do this and you see that amongst the clipper fans you know you're not only are you seeing Laker jerseys and Laker um, merchandise, you're, you're beginning to see the Clippers just as well. So I think it's great. It's great for the city, the energy. Um, and, and most importantly, you know, I, I think it's great for the league that you have two teams that everyone feels that can really advance and, and have a legitimate chance to win this thing. So. Uh, let's get this thing started, uh, Eric. It's uh, it's that time of the year. It's getting a little chilly. I was out in the Midwest uh, this past weekend, and now it's time. You know, it's time to play basketball, NBA basketball, and let's get it. So you're you're off the outdoor courts until next spring. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I'm off the outdoor courts. I well, you know, I'll, I'll get out to Venice a little bit, have my hoodie on, and uh, get out there and play a little bit with my Converse on. So it's all good. Oh, we may we may have to do a show from Venice. That could be very cool. We'll have uh, we'll have we'll have Woody Harrelson meet us out there, and we'll uh, we'll reenact some things. I think that'll <laughs> we'll be make fun. that we'll make that happen. <laughs> I think that'll be fun. That'll be fun. You know, I know how you I know how you get with that gust of wind coming off the water. Um, so, you know, obviously we've been leading up to this for for quite a while. It's not like we're starting from scratch here and looking at the the season look aheads, but. Yeah, I want to I want to start you with a, with a few uh, specific things here before, you know, we, we we like to vary how we do picks and not go with the traditional categories. So we've got a nice mix of stuff here. So first one I want to roll out to you is is very interesting, and uh, you know credit credit Mike Lieber for this one. Um, the following four players: Mike Conley, Devin Booker, C.J. McCollum, and Rudy Gobert have never been selected to an All Star game. Of those four, who do you think is most likely to break through and make it this season? Rudy Gobert, without question. He's been playing at an all-star caliber for the last couple of years. What he's been able to do to impact the game, not only individually, which speaks for itself on the defensive end, but what he's been able to do for his team and, and allowing his team to really compete at a very high level. And I think Rudy Gobert, he had an outstanding summer in the, in the FIBA and the World Cup. And I think he's poised this year because of the consistency that he's had over the, over the prior two seasons to really make that jump and, and really get the recognition that he deserves. I mean, and when you look about what he's been able to do, he really has been an all-star. And he is one of, if not the best, defensive big now in the NBA currently and he needs to put that on his resume because he is a problem he players respect him but most importantly you know you have to game plan around him and what he does so you know Rudy Gobert in my mind is an all-star whether or not he's been named officially an all-star he's playing the game at that level 
and uh, needs to have that respect by his name. I think eventually it happens for him, and I think it happens for him this year. You know, I don't think people realize, like, he's he's in the game plan for the opponent every single night because of what he brings to the table defensively. I mean, forget the fact that, you know, he's a capable um you know he's a capable finisher on the offensive end, and you've got to put a body him on uh, on him on the glass. But I, I can't imagine game planning for Utah every night uh, with with him in the middle, just on patrol back there, owning his matchup, and, and then of course providing all the paint help you you can imagine. So um, I, I think him and Connolly both have great shots at it this year. Um, you know, CJ is dealing just with uh, an incredibly deep position in the Western Conference um, in terms of you know, being selected to the All-Star team as a guard, you know, as is Devin Booker. But uh, I, I tend to agree here that uh, we're going to see huge things from Rudy Gobert. And, and quickly on that topic, how much does Mike Conley help a Rudy Gobert night in and night out? Well, I think it's going to be interesting. The, the, the thing that I love about Mike Conley and his game and the way he plays is he brings about stability. You know, he is as stable of a player that I've seen over the last 15 or 20 years. I mean, he really, in a matter where he's playing, who he's playing against, he's going to do what Mike Conley does in the regular season, in the playoffs. And he has a certain calmness that he brings to the game. Um, he's a he's an excellent player. He's an excellent organizer, lead guard in this league. And and you know what? When he came in, I didn't know what to expect from him. I knew he was quick. I knew he was fast. But you know what he's been able to do? He plays it. You know he's kind of like, in my mind, he's kind of like this. You know the the new version of like a Rod Strickland. You know everyone loves him. Everyone respects his game. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been named an All Star yet for whatever the reason may be. But he is a quality guard in this league. He's a champion. He plays the game at a championship level. And I think this year um, you will see his impact on the game, his leadership, the stability he brings. And more importantly, you know, he's a big time player in big time moments. So, you know, look for them to really make a push and be one of those teams that feel that they have a chance, a good a chance as any with him, you know, leading the charge at the point guard position and Rudy Gobert back there protecting the, protecting the rim with rim protection. So um, I'm sure they're feeling really good about their chances as they head into the, uh, the season this year. For sure, for sure. Obviously, they're part of that stockpiled Western Conference. We can see the Utah Jazz uh, going very deep into the playoffs. But as we've seen over the last few years, uh, the playoff race coming down to the last few days of the season, and uh, wherever those seeds fall, and whoever you get matched up with in the first round has a large implications on, on how far you're going to go, uh, whether you're a first-round exit or you, you find that right path with good matchups in the first and second round. As we saw last year, the Portland Trailblazers get to the, the conference finals. So um, putting you on the spot, which I'm going to do a number of times today, but uh, putting you on the spot with your first one here, which team will have the biggest increase in wins this season? Mm. who do you see taking a leap and this could be a leap from you know in well, the 20s to the low 40s it's not necessarily taking that giant denver leap or milwaukee leap we, we saw last season yeah well i i think you know that look that's a very interesting question but as i look at the league as i look at the teams 
I think you have to say the LA Lakers will make the biggest jump. You know, I think they won. Mike, please feel free to, to, to fact check this. I think they won about 37 games or so a year ago. And I think this team is poised to do 55 to 60 wins, which would be a 20, you know, that, 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 that'll, that'll be a plus 20 for them uh, if they're able to do that. The team, and the reason I say that is because of the expectations last year, I think they underachieved, in my humble opinion, from a year ago. But so I, for them, but I think they will achieve that this year with the addition of all the players they put in, in particular with Anthony Davis. But the team that really, I think, organically will make the biggest jump was the New York Knicks. The mm. New York Knicks. I know people in New York and, you know, they get a lot of, you know, oh, the Knicks. I really like what they're doing up there in New York. I, I really like how they're methodically going about their business, the quality of players that they're adding to their, to their roster. And with Julius Randle and Todd Gibson and Portis and Morris, the, the, the draft pick they have with RJ, I, I really like what they're doing. I think, you know, last year, I don't think they won 20 games. I could easily see this team winning between 35 to 45 wins, depending on oh wow, depending on their health. And the reason I say that is because they have able bodies, okay? They have, they have terrific NBA bodies. And those four players I just named, this kid, uh, Barrett, looked like he's going to be a really, really solid pro. Uh, and I'm looking for Dennis Smith and, and, and the and the big kid, um, the Mitchell big kid Robinson. Can, yeah, Mitchell Robinson. I'm looking for these kids to take a step. Um, and I'm really expecting this team. They're going to play hard. They're going to be physical. And the thing that I really love about what they're doing, they're going to be tough. They're going. That's going to be a tough group. Okay, there isn't going to you're you're, you're going to come in and you're going to be in a fight when you play the Knicks. Okay, that's not going to be well. We're just going to play and we'll score and you're going to score. Now this team is. Those are big bodies up front. They have some excellent athletes and some in their young players. And uh, if Dennis Smith and and and, uh, and these guys can really hold down that point guard position, I'm looking for them to double their their win output from uh, a year ago. And I really like what the Knicks are doing. And I think they they're not getting enough credit for the team that they've put together because that team with the the bodies that they have. Those are excellent, excellent rotation rotation players, and they're a tough group. 17 wins a year ago. So you're saying easily up to 34 or more, which I can completely see as well. I guess my big question is, and, and obviously the anticipation for what the Knicks um, were trying to become as the offseason began compared to what they are right now on paper is vastly different. Um, they need to be, uh, you know, a, a sum of their parts, as they say, because there is not uh, star power on this team, but there's some very, very strong players. There's a guy like Marcus Morris, who already in the preseason is showing shades of 1992 Xavier McDaniel with the Knicks in, in his attitude and, and him basically saying, this is not the same old Knicks anymore. You're not going to push us around. You're not going to punk us. We're going to play very hard, very physical you know, you have Morris, you have Portis, you have Randall, you have Taj Gibson, you have Mitchell Robinson, Dennis Smith Jr., Alfred Payton, Knox, Barrett, Frank Nicolina. Um, 
some guys are going to play. Some guys are going to have their minutes limited. Uh, how do you see this rotation coming together just very quickly? And and who do you see as, you know, you talked about Barrett, right? And obviously there's there's justified excitement and hype around the rookie. But who's one of these guys that's been in the league for a while and it's just been a question of they need to right, find the right fit, the right culture, right environment. Which one of these guys that they've brought in uh, on one of these short-term deals, who's going to be that guy that's going to step forward and really share in some of both the the leadership and production of this team, you think? You you know, one of the players that really stood out a year ago, and I I think what he was able to do, because I saw him when he was drafted out here in L.A., is this kid Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle now is ready to take that step not to find out who he can be in this player, but take the step to take a leadership role in this league. Now, Julius Randle had a very, very underrated, I don't know if it was underrated, but it hasn't been talked about enough. He had a really quality year last year, okay, playing behind Anthony Davis and all those guys down there in in, uh, New Orleans. I think this kid is ready. He's coming to the Eastern Conference. He brings a level of toughness. He can score. He can push the ball a little bit. You know, he he can have a, a serious impact on the game because he can score the basketball with the best of them. And I think he will be the player that could potentially separate himself from the rest of that group because he can score, I think, in the last four to five minutes of a, of a game and win that game. I think he's that type of player offensively, physically. You know, he he's a man out there. He will bring that toughness. Marcus Morris and all of those guys around him and, and and what I like about that team and all the guys that you mentioned is that any one of those players are very capable of having a night in the NBA maybe mm-hmm. they can't do it consistently like a Kevin Durant or LeBron and that's that's what makes those guys superstars but any of those guys on any given night can have a night and they have three or four guys Bobby Portis can score the basketball Julius Randle can score the basketball Dennis Smith can have a big night, okay? And, and the list goes on and on. So I think by committee, this team is really good. But most importantly, I think they are a very tough group. They're going to be able to defend because of their size. They have great size. They have athleticism. They have a shot blocker, a rim protector. They're going to be young. They should be able to play 94 feet. So I, I really like what they're doing. Do they have the star player that we're all saying this is – an all-star player no but do they have a great group that can go get it done and and play a la the the Detroit Pistons you know um in years past when they were winning up there we didn't we I I didn't hear people saying Ben Wallace was the answer but Mm -hmm. look back on it they had Ben Wallace they had Chauncey they had Rip Hamilton they had Tayshaun Prince uh and then you get a talent like a Rasheed Wallace and those guys and suddenly you look around and you're right there. So I like what they're doing up there. I like the toughness. I think it's representative of the city of New York. They're the underdog and they're ready to fight. And, um, and I like that. I like that in a group when you, when you, when you, you draft, you recruit, you identify toughness. That's what New York is all about. And I think this team is going to be very proud of what they're going to bring to the, to the court this year. This is the first time in a really long time where you could look at the New York Knicks and say the connection with the fan base, the way it used to feel, they could take a step towards that again. 
Obviously, nothing will replicate the 90s. You lived it as an opponent. I lived it growing up in New York then. But this team, and with quote-unquote, you know, the league has changed a bit. Whether you want to call the league softer now is is your own business. But the league has changed a bit. Then <laughs> this team is not going to be reminiscent of the – listen, the team in 2013 uh, with Carmelo Anthony – and Jason Kidd and J.R. Smith and Tyson Chandler, like that team won 50-plus games and was was shooting the three and was running up and down. And, yeah, this team's going to have to shoot the three because that's what you need to do to exist uh, in today's NBA. But this team's got size. This team's got physicality. And they're, they're going to bring that every night on the garden floor. So, no, Eric, they're, um, not only they're yeah. going to bring that, Eric, you know what they're going to – I'm going to say it right here. The New York Knicks are a star player away. Every team – for the most part, is a star player away. They are a. So you so you think the Knicks have that that star uh, they, radar they, up throughout the season just they to are, see if you what put opportunities Steph, if you could put present Steph themselves? Curry, if you put Steph Curry on this team, with sure. the, the 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 players that they have, if you put Russell Westbrook on this team, or a LeBron James, or they have done an excellent excellent job. Now, clearly in New York City, you know, the, the hype and all of those things, it's, it's really hard for them, unlike other organizations, because of the media coverage and the, and the spotlight to go under the radar. But this group, what they have, they're just one player away. But one player a lot away. of teams can say that. But I really like the, the pieces that they have. If I was a star player, if I was a star player, I would look at that team and say, that's where I want to be because they have the toughness. They have the size. They have a group that can. Those guys that you named, I I love Portis, Morris, Josh Gibson, and Julius Randle. That's as good of a front line in the league. Okay. And then you add in Mitchell Robinson, who might be better than all of them in a year or two. Nick fans, if you're listening. Which this hopefully is, a few of you are. You know, you be, and, uh, and then you, you got should, the kid. You should be optimistic. You should be Absolutely. optimistic. Absolutely. The kid knocks RJ. I mean, Alfred Payton, Dennis. I mean, they have some really quality pieces. And if you just put that one player who can allow them to play when the game gets a little unorganized, because that's what a star player does. Mm-hmm. They're right there. And maybe they already have it because this kid, Dennis Smith, is a star athlete. So is Mitchell Robinson. I mean, you're talking about Mitchell Robinson could easily be defensive player of the year. He could easily be DeAndre Jordan. He could be Rudy Gobert right now. So I think they are in a great position, and I look for them to to really make a big jump this year. Next question. Picture a night. Every team is playing. For some reason, your family has completely left you alone. You've got the option to watch anybody you want. Kick your feet up on the couch. Who you put me on first on League Pass? <laughs> you know, like everyone else, Eric, and um, I need I need action. I need entertainment, and the best entertainment for your dollar right now is the L.A. Lakers because you don't know what's going to happen not only on the court. Off the court, around the court, who's at the game, <laughs> storylines. So if every team was playing, 
And if you just want family entertainment, you got to put it on the Lakers. <laughs> you, you, okay, you, so I'm gonna you, so I'm gonna caveat that. I'm gonna caveat that. I, okay? I think it's the best entertainment value right now. Sure. I mean, so so it, it's all, great. It's great theater. So part two of that, moving the championship contenders aside, who's that team do you want to, that you want to you want to keep an eye on? Whether it's because of a rookie, whether it's because of you know growth that you think is going to go on um you know i i've got a couple in, in particular but i, well, I wanted I, I, to get I your take teams. on that yeah i yeah. have a couple of teams if, if if we're just talking pure basketball there well there's really like three teams that's really caught my interest one the denver nuggets i find to be very interesting i think yep. they're a very interesting team and you know i i, I love coach malone their team they're too deep uh, at every position they have some young rookies, you know, this kid Porter and, uh, you know, Bowl that I find could be very intriguing players. Uh, th- that's the first team. The second team is the Utah Jazz. I'm, I'm really kind of excited to see how Conley's going to come in and provide the leadership and really be able to propel them to the next level. And then, final, if you're just looking for pure basketball, the Clippers. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, I'm really intrigued of what he was able to accomplish last year, last year down there in, in Toronto. And uh, that was unexpected. I don't think anyone anticipated his impact or what he was going to have on the game. And under Doc Rivers and the addition of Paul George and Patrick Beverly and all the other pieces that they have, now I'm really intrigued because I know, you know, that now what he's capable of doing, uh, what he was able to do, now I'm kind of saying, okay, it is possible to win a championship and put together a team in one year. So now it's really been heightened um, for what I'm going to anticipate from this team. So, uh, and I know Doc Rivers is going to have those guys ready. I just want to, if you want to see a team that's going to give maximum effort on both ends of the court, I mean, the Clippers are the place to be. And uh, so those are the three teams I'm really, if you're just saying pure basketball, that I really want to see this year because I, I, I'm really expecting big things from all three of those teams and they have great players to ri- all three of them had terrific coaches and mm-hmm. I think they're going to play the game at a very high level. For sure. So you, you stuck in the, in the championship contender categories. We view all, all three of those teams uh, the same way. Those teams are all uh, uh, contenders. I've got a few teams that I'm really interested in watching to see if they can and will take the next step. So first are the Sacramento Kings. Uh, and now with Buddy Heald getting his extension, you know, that Heald, De'Aaron Fox backcourt, uh, along with um, Harrison Barnes, along with the addition of Trevor Ariza, Dwayne Dedman to go along with um, Bagley up front, uh, to go along with the younger Bogdanovich. Uh, the Kings uh, have a chance to be a really fun team that's going to, uh, you know, give the 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 more respected uh, heightened teams in the West. They're going to give them a run for their money every night because of their, you know, speed, versatility, and athleticism. So that that's one I want to keep a close eye on. Uh, the the Chicago Bulls, the Baby Bulls. Uh, I love the fact they were able to add Kobe White. Uh, they're going to be healthy. Market in his back. Wendell Carter Jr. Otto Porter, Zach Levine, this team um, has a lot of talent, and it's going to be very interesting to see who matures and evolves first. So I don't know if you're, uh, your former 
your former franchise, who I know holds a, uh, a dear place in your heart. I don't know if they've been catching your eye at all, but I'm, I'm really excited about the Bulls. And then the, uh, the third one here, it's, it's actually a tie. Two teams that I do not expect to be in the playoffs, but I expect to be a lot of fun to watch develop. And it starts with um, uh, uh, guard forward tandems in Atlanta. It's Trey Young and John Collins. And I'm very high on the addition of DeAndre Hunter. He was drafted from Virginia. And then, of course, in Dallas with Doncic and Porzingis. So I'm really excited about watching those guys and, and seeing how they gel. You know, I, I'm going to say this. Say it. I'm saying it with, I'm saying it with, a, with, with a positive spin. Mm-hmm. When I turn on the NBA, I'm not really interested in turning on development. Okay. I want to, I want to watch performance, right? I, 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 I buy my package and I go to the NBA, NBA games to watch people perform at the highest level. I'm not really interested in watching players develop once you get here to this level. And that is something that I'm going to continue to stress because you're a professional. You, you know, I'm not coming here to watch the development of a player. Now, if you can continue to add pieces to your game and continue to perform at a high level, but add other wrinkles to it to increase your skill set, I'm all for that. But watching players develop at this point, I, 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 I think it's, un, I, I don't think it's, I don't think this is the place where you come to develop. I think this is the place where you come to perform, play, and get the job done. You know, this isn't, you know, if you want to develop, there, there, there are other places to go. But I just want to see you perform. I want to see a professional, when he's open, make a shot. I want to see players do the correct thing because this is the best basketball league in the world and should be held to that level and to that standard of excellence. And maybe I'm stuck, but I refuse to lower my standards to say, oh, well, he has time to develop. I, I, I don't think that's, I don't think that is, you know, when you're coaching at this level, you're not coaching to develop. You're coaching with the idea that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prepare these young men an opportunity to win the game. And now it's about who goes out there and executes. So, you know, but I, I understand what you're saying, but let's play. Now, this is, this is, this is where the big boys play, so let, let's play. I will be delivering you custom updates from the land of the Bulls, Mavericks, and Hawks. <laughs> please, please. That's okay. I'll, I'll wait when they're ready. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I, I get it. I'm just, I'm intrigued by um, how these rosters are being put together. And obviously Porzingis and Luca together is going to be uh, really, really fun to watch. All right, BJ, before we get to uh, the, the big formal pick section here, one more for you. Uh, name a team that you, you can't necessarily figure out right now whether they're going to be good or not. Who do you got? Well, there are a number of teams that I'm really looking at, anticipating that could be either or this year. But the one that intrigues me the most is the Indiana Pacers. You know, they have a lot of players that have given them a lot of expectations. You have Sabonis. You have Victor Oladipo. They just, you know, picked up Brogdon in a huge free agency um, 
addition to their team. And suddenly now the expectations are there. But when you look at their roster, what are we really expecting? Are we expecting this team to go deep in the playoffs? Are we expecting this team to beat, let's say, the Boston Celtics or the Philadelphia 76ers? I would say no, or even the Milwaukee Bucks. But they have a lot of good players. But what's the expectation? So I don't know if they're good, bad, or indifferent. Um, You know, but this is a team right now that you will look at them on paper and you would say they should be good. But I could easily see this team getting knocked out in the first round. I could also see them with an injury here or there, possibly not making the playoffs this year. But, uh, you know, you can go you can go down the list. You know, you can look at the Washington Wizards. I think that's an interesting team. You know, they just signed Bradley Bill. Um, certainly another team that comes to mind, uh, you know, is Brooklyn. You know, Kyrie this year is going to be expected to carry the load, at least get them to the playoffs, right? They got to the playoffs last year, even though they don't have Kevin Durant. So I think those teams, um, you know, really stand out. And, and then one team you mentioned earlier, the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, you have the rookie of the year, Doncic. You have Porzingis coming back, but you're in the Western Conference. Do you really expect them to make the playoffs? I don't know. So I think it's going to be interesting uh, to see which team is uh, really going to deliver the goods. You know, Brooklyn is quickly really intriguing to look at. You know, they could finish anywhere from, you know, a four, in my opinion, to – or maybe even a three to barely getting into the playoffs at the eighth spot, which, you know, record wise, you're, you're going to likely be between, you know, 38 and 42 wins. So, um, you know, without Durant, Kyrie in um, Lavert now, you know, healthy last year, he was out, then came back and played very well during the playoffs. Spencer Dinwiddie, Torian Prince healthy there. Uh, DeAndre Jordan to combo up at center with Jared Allen, amongst the other parts, which include, uh, you know, Joe Harris, the sharpshooter. So um, I don't know who they're going to be. And Indiana, you make great points. The Indiana Pacers, Oladipo comes back and is near where he was pre-injury with the pieces they added. Best case scenario, I think the Pacers could be playing in the conference finals with that team, their versatility, uh, their size up front, granted that Sabonis is, is there for the entire season. Um, very, very intriguing. And as you said, you know, they could barely make the playoffs. So this is uh, this is this has the makings of both uh, a lot of excitement around the teams we know are going to be contenders. But, you know, some real stories developing here as teams search for their uh, for their identities uh, as we go through uh, 2019 into 2020. So um, putting you on the spot right now, conference finals matchups, East and West. Who do you got? Conference finals matchups, East and West. What do you got? In the East, I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers. Why? You know, those two players – I think are head and shoulders above the rest of the players there in the conference, talking about Giannis and Joel Embiid. You know, Giannis had an amazing year a year ago, but I expect more from him as he continues to improve his game and really 
not only, you know, everyone's talking about what he's going to do once he gets a jump shot and all those things, that'll take care of itself. But I think defensively is where he can really affect the game even more because of his athletic ability. I think he's just a superb player, a phenomenal athlete, and he's a worker. And I think he will continue to improve his game on the other side of the ball. And once he learns to dominate the game like he does on, from the offensive end, as well as he, I think he has the ability to do it on the defensive end, I think the kid is, he's already unstoppable. I just think it just adds to the player he's going to be. And of course, Joe Enby. In the West, I'm going with the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. Denver Ooh. has the depth. I think Denver, you know, if Jokic can continue to play the game at the level he's playing from a year ago, uh, if they continue to, you know, their their players have to all improve, you know, Murray and, and company, um, I think this team is poised to do something big. Um, they were able to win on the road last year. I think they will do a better job of defending their home court. Um, and they and they have the depth that you need to get through a season and play the way that the game is played today. I just think they have the depth to do that. Now, there are other teams that I like just as much. You know, I like what Utah did in the offseason, adding Jeff Green, adding Moutier, potentially putting Joe Ingles and bringing him off the bench uh, this year. I like that team. And they are yep. right there. Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. I like, I really like this team. Adding Connolly, you know, I'm, look, I, I, I'm, I'm looking for Donovan to take a step. And, uh, of course, you can't forget the Clippers. You know, Houston is right there. And you never want to underestimate the, the, the former champs, right? You never want to underestimate them. But I think Denver has the depth that's necessary to get through the regular season and then wear teams out as they get deep into the playoffs. And uh, I like what they're doing. And, um, and, I, and I think the Lakers are right there as well. Okay. So quickly on this end, I've got in the West, I'm going Clippers and I'm going Jazz. And I think the Western Conference playoffs, semifinals into the conference finals are going to be some of the most thrilling basketball we've seen in a very, very long time. Um, we've covered the points. I'm taking Jazz. Uh, I, I love the additions, uh, the, the steady floor general, the evolution of Mitchell Bogdanovich as an additional scoring option, Gobert in the middle. Uh, they're they're going to be very, very dangerous. And um, I just think they're going to really, really uh, have the ability to grind out games in a multitude of styles. Um, you know, part of me wants to take the Houston Rockets, but um, I, I don't see them getting as far as the conference finals. And while I love Denver, uh, they're not going to surprise as many teams as they did last year. So I've got Utah. I've got the Clippers, you know, the DNA of the Clippers, Doc, Kawhi, Paul George, and, and the rest of the crew. I, I think the battle. For I can't LA, be mad at that. I mean, look, I can't be mad yeah. at that. That's the, what, the, what, the, what do I want to see? I, I, it would be great if the seeds cooperate and we have Lakers Clippers in, in the conference <laughs> finals. I just don't think we're going to be that lucky. So I'm going Jazz. I'm going Clippers in the East. I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I am um, really going to just put it out there right now. Oh, say God. The Boston Celtics will oh, return you know to the Eastern you know Conference you're, you're, Finals. There you go season. with that Celtic stuff again. 
you got to stop this, Eric. Well, how fun would it be if we both took Philly and Milwaukee? Not fun okay. at all. Now we have another okay. reason to talk trash to each other the whole season. And okay. I can't, right. I can't listen. As a Celtic purist, I cannot pick the Sixers. I, I cannot do that. <laughs> I cannot do that. Uh, all Wolford right, Eric. Leaves okay. for if, the rival. If your heart no... really believes that, I'll go with it. I just don't think you really believe that. I think you're just being a contrarian right now. To be determined. To be determined. So Celtics, Bucks. I've got the Bucks moving on to the NBA Finals to face the Los Angeles Clippers. And I think uh, I think Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks will win the 2020 NBA title. You? I have Philly and the Lakers. And I have the Lakers winning the NBA Finals. Wow. Okay. Okay. Love it. Love it. They are they are officially on record. They are recorded, and uh, and we will see. We will we will do our top eight uh, later in the week. So we'll we'll, we'll do our seated portion of this l- later in the week. Uh, quickly, MVP and Rookie of the Year. What do you got? My MVP. Drum roll, please. Is Giannis? I think this kid is ready to show that that was not a fluke. That was not just a good year. I think this is going to be his standard of excellence from for the rest of his career. I think this kid here will be better this year than he was than he was last year, if that's possible. But I I I love what he brings. I love his attitude and the way that. He is used in that Milwaukee system, I think just fits him. He is that caliber of player, and I think he can continue to do this and get better and better. And once he does put a little wrinkle in his offense where he can have a consistent jump shot, not even a three, just a consistent jump shot, I just think he's going to be a nightmare for for all defensive schemes that they'll throw at him. And then my rookie of the year is this kid, Ja Morant. I I, I, what I knew he, you were going to duplicate me yeah, on that. I yeah, knew he, it. He's, he, I knew he, it. He, he is going to have the ball in his hands so much this year. And what they're doing down there in, 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 in Memphis, he's going to be able to just play and play through his mistakes and be able to get lots of minutes and really, you know, play without the expectation of winning. So I think that gives him a significant advantage. And I think he's going to have, and he looks like he's going to be that type of athlete where he can go out there and, and play and get 16 to 22 points a game. <coughs> Excuse me. Be able to get 16 to 22 points a game because of his athletic ability. And he looked like he has a good feel for the game. So I think he's going to be the rookie of the year when it's all said and done. So, BJ, same boat. I mean, even before the Zion news, and, and obviously his knee is going to be a question mark throughout the season. I, I just love Morant. I love the situation he's in him and Jaron Jackson, and this team is obviously Memphis is in rebuild mode, and he's going to have the ball in his hands, tons of opportunity, uh, fun to watch, and he's not going to have any restrictions. He's just going to be able to go out there and play and learn and freewheel, and in turn, I think we're going to see a great evolution from him in year one. So uh, MVP have been torn between Giannis and Anthony Davis, and I'm going to lean towards Anthony Davis and my main reason is because of what you shared earlier in the show, 
their win total is going to jump so much and he's going to be side by side with LeBron having uh, such a big role in that. And I just think he's going to have a monster season on both ends of the floor. So I'm going Anthony Davis MVP. I'm going John Morant rookie of the year. So tremendous job today, my friend. We're going to be stretching kind of our season look ahead out over the course of uh, the week and recording again later in the week here uh, as the season gets going. And of course, uh, taking you through all the fun, entertaining opening week ap- action. The NBA, the NBA season, excuse me, is back. Pure Hoops podcast with you all the way. Uh, BJ, any final thoughts before we sign it off for today? You know, Eric, I got one thing. And saying all of the things we went through, MVP, Rookie of the Year, I'm going to say this. If, you, if I have one possession, though, I still will give my ball to Kawhi Leonard. Oh, my bad. One possession. Well, the, Who are you going with? You're going Kawhi. I, I still would go with Kawhi Leonard and what he can do on both ends of the court. So it's time for to play some basketball. It's time to put our sunglasses on so we can stay pure because the sun is going to be shining bright. And I'm really looking forward to the season because you know what? A lot of people out here feel they have a chance at the chip this year, Eric. And I'm ready to watch it, and I'm ready to see it. And after 25 games, Eric, I'm sure our we will have a different opinion of this. But it's going to be some great basketball this year, my friend. And uh, let's get after it. And, again, I want to thank all of the fans and all of the people listening. And uh, it's been fun. And uh, now it's about to start for real. So it's time to step our game up a little bit. For sure, buddy, for sure. Lakers, Clippers opening night, Celtics, Sixers, Wednesday, Rockets, Bucks, Thursday, Jazz, Lakers, Friday. Just a taste of what the opening week of the NBA season is going to look and feel like. Special thanks, as always, to my partner, BJ Armstrong, producer Mike Lieber, Bruce Bernstein, editor Benjamin Wolfen, and the entire Pure Hoops media team. Be sure to check out the Mike Wise Show dropping each and every Monday. Revamp Catch and Shoot coming at you soon. We're still running those feature interviews that we've been doing over the last nine months there on Wednesdays. And, of course, Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt on Thursdays. The Pure Hoops Podcast will be back again at the end of the week, taking you through NBA tip-off week. Enjoy the open of the 2019-2020 NBA season, everybody. And, of course, stay pure. The Pure Hoops Podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.